Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Like All right, here we go. <laughs> Are we going now? Yeah, mute is a function that, you know. It's not a, it's a good friend. It is. Saves us a lot. It does. But we'll just say but. So here we are. Yes. Well, first of all, let me say greetings. If it's good morning, good morning to you. And well, it's still morning somewhere, isn't it? It's always morning it's somewhere. It's always morning somewhere. Okay. So I just want to make sure. Um, uh, let me say thank you again for joining me for the Paula Price Show. We've got an exciting show planned, and we've got a lot to tell you. Now, many of you got the pictures that Prophet Ashley posted online about my first show taping, which airs this Sunday, 7.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. on Channel 47 here in the Tulsa area. And... Not long after, Prophet Ashley will be, what will you be doing after it airs? Won't you put it someplace? Yes. Yes, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like you said, this Sunday is the debut of taking it on with Paula Price in in the Tulsa and the surrounding areas in Oklahoma. And what we are doing is setting up a taking it on with Paula Price YouTube channel. So all of our non-Tulsans, can view it and spread the word and share it. Uh, many people don't know a lot of times your success on YouTube will affect if a network picks you up. Yes. In fact, there have been quite a few shows that were exclusively YouTube that were picked up by other networks on television. And you know what? That is fast becoming the way of the future. Yes. You know, so the people know what they're buying. They're, not, they're no longer buying blind. Okay, I've got two shows. They were knockout shows, and now what happened? So what does that mean to you? That means that you will now become part of my um, show outreach. You are going to see to it that I get large going to YouTube. So every week that we post a show, I'm asking you to share it, Share it, share it, share it, and then share it again. And then after you do all of that, I want you to share it one more time, okay? I want you to share it with every every time you see a show posted on YouTube, I want you to share it for me to make it huge because they have great big plans for the show. First of all, it, it's I was stunned that it turned out so well. Uh, pilot. Yes, and when um, the important thing is notifications. Yes. Like anything else. So with YouTube, you have got to set yourself up with having a YouTube channel or account, even if you don't have one, mm-hmm. in order for you to receive notifications and to be able to subscribe to somebody's channel. Yes. When you subscribe, every time a new anything is uploaded, you get a notification and you're saying, hey, taking it on, uploaded a new show. Mm-hmm. And then they know, they'll be notified. 
And I need you to subscribe because a bunch of subscribers comes with a bunch of other advantages. And so you've all said I'm with you, Dr. Price, and, and you've been with me. Come on, we've been with this thing here for uh, five years now. So we are a family and we are a team, but now we are about to become a force and a force to be reckoned with. So you know the show is not preaching. You know, although I get preachy because preachers preach. You know, I always like it. You ever watch those TV shows where, you know, those um, dramas or whatever, and they don't preach at me? Are you kidding? Have you ever seen more preaching in our life, in every area? The media preaches at you every day. They used to just report the news. Now they sermonize. They more than they, they sermonize, they pontificate, and all those other things that they accuse us of doing. Oh, yeah. And now every time you turn around, I mean, they are in your face and, and, and whatever. And I'm thinking, and you're still talking about us being preachy. So do me a favor, and I just really like this. I'm going to say this with wisdom, logic, power, force, fervor, conviction, intelligence, and fire. And where there's fire, there is preaching. Amen. I just want you to know, and we talk about it. It's a shame they can't see a little, a little taste of it. Actually, we should have prepared one for them today, but we'll prepare something for later on. Well, I was uh, I was pulling down the intro. Yes. But it's in a format that can't open. that can't play outside of my text. Uh, well, you but know I mean, what? That's have, protective. That's just. Let me just pull up the clip the the you. Yeah. The, hey, she's going to pull up the clip of the me. Of the you. And so, so I want to say that. Now, this is not, you know, us sitting here. We don't have three phones and a camera in the studio. We, you know, we have an amazing executive producer who's been working day and night with our show producer, um, you know, Prophet Ashley. And because this woman has been fighting this thing for a very long time. And we're excited about her, you know, finally going to next level in her production abilities. But she said to me when she graduated, I'm going to use this degree. She graduated with a degree in drama, film, and television, so I'm going to use this degree. And I'll tell you, I don't even think she knew when she declared those words what she would use that degree on and how it would be used in her professional life. And yet here she is today. Um, you know, we've done Let's Just Talk, but taking it on is very different. We have a show. This is not just a broadcast. We have a show. There is a set. There is a, a, a shooter. We have amazing equipment and technology, and, and it's phenomenal for it to be our first. And so I'm thrilled. Some of you have seen the pictures online, and you've commented on them, and thank you for all of your kind words and your compliments and your acknowledgments of our achievement. Love you, love you, love you like you would not even imagine. So, but we have to do something else. I also need you to go to my Count Me In homepage, and I need you to sew for the next broadcast. That's why we want to give you a taste today to let you know this is sewing into everything you've said. We've had an opportunity for the last, I guess, nearly two years to um, share with you what God gave me, the message God gave me in New Era Apostleship Restitution, where we disciple apostolic Christians to become scripturally organic and culturally unmodified in Jesus Christ. 
That's who we are. That's what we do. So I'm going to say that again. New Era Apostleship Restitution, where we disciple apostolic Christians to become scripturally organic, culturally unmodified in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a powerful but that's my commission as an apostle, as a chief apostle, and that is what we do. Everything is about that, that new era apostleship restitution. The former things are no more, and so now the, the restitution of all things has begun. And then a, a discipling apostolic Christians, the first Christians to ever, ever be born in the planet. The first Christians were not evangelical. The first Christians were not Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Catholic, or any of those sort of things. That is a later development. Those are later developments and, and frankly, to be anticipated. But that's not the first Christian. And then scripturally organic, not just being, well, we're just going to be, you know, for years, and uh, I think it was the 70s or 80s, we talked about the body of Christ not being an organization, but an organ, and then also the body of Christ, um, you know, being organic. But see, you can be organic in the flesh, but in order to be organic in God, you've got to be scriptural. And being scriptural means you've got to be culturally unmodified. Everything you ever leaned on as culture for your uh, support, for your advancement, for your joy, that has to change. So we are new. I'm saying it because I don't want you to forget. I want you to write it down. Do me a favor. Write it down. And after you write it down, I want you to key it into your Facebook or your Periscope or your Twitter. And I read all of it, so don't think it's a waste of time. Some of you all know that because you see me. I'm doing likes and whatever all the time. But we are New Era Apostleship Restitution. That's the Price's Apostleship Commission. So I've got to get that clear. I have a commission. Every, every apostle has one. They might call it something else. They may not call it a commission. They may call it a mandate. But apostles receive from their sovereign commissions. And so I, my New Era Apostleship Restitution, where we disciple apostolic Christians to become scripturally organic and culturally unmodified in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know that's a good word. That's a, see, your commission should come off like that. You shouldn't have to need 19 pages to tell people why God commissions you. You know, no matter what he commissions you to. It's a statement. It's something that we can put everywhere. Our churches say it every Sunday. Every Sunday they open their service with it. And every Sunday I said, now, did we do it? Did everybody get it? Why? Because identity is the key to destiny. So what are you doing, Dr. Price? What are you doing on television? I'm doing what you said was the best place for God to use me, you acknowledging what he told me. God told me, go back to I need a restitution of all things. I need my church back in its founding uh, uh, structure, which is first apostles, secondarily prophets, and thirdly teachers after that miracle. We've been trying to have miracles without being in divine order. See, so we have to fix that. We have to fix that. We have not been in divine order. Divine order is not apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. That's a misquote. Go to your Bible and look at it. That's a misquote. And because of that misquote, we have we've veered off the axis of divine order. You know, that's good. Isn't that good? I'm going to hit something. See, we've been running on our divine order, which is pastors running the kingdom. But that's not divine order. Divine order is not, I don't care anywhere you look, nowhere in the whole Bible, nowhere. And I'm a pastor, and I love pastors. 
because I think pastors have got the, like, the toughest job that one can have dealing with those same folks every week, whether they like them, don't like them, whatever. But the problem is we lost the kingdom because God didn't ordain pastors to keep the kingdom. God ordained pastors to keep the flock. You got to get that. See, that's why we're gone. We lost the kingdom. Throughout history, apostles and prophets have always regained and recovered and restored God's kingdom. That's a matter of historical record. That's not just Dr. Price's opinion. You can look at them all the way through. And when pastors, when the kingdom comes, gets breached, it's because apostles and prophets have been overrun by pastors who are talking their sheep out of believing in them or respecting them. And they talk their sheep out of it in education, Bible study, sermons, prayers, declarations, seminaries, and all of the rest. And so then God has to raise up apostles and prophets again to recover his kingdom because the kingdom was – everything about God's kingdom is prophetic and apostolic, apostolic and prophetic. Can I say that again? Because I know sometimes we get all caught up in, 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 well, this is what my pastor said, but there was not a pastor in existence when the kingdom was founded. Not one. Not when Moses brought him out of Egypt. I'm just saying. And I'm going to say what the Bible says. See, the reason you all are in trouble because the people to govern the kingdom are not in their seats, and those that are in their seats are in there as gifts and not officials. Because God, there are very few, because you say, and, and you hear people say, yeah, well, you know, the Lord did call me to be an apostle, but it wasn't popular, so. So then you just didn't take your job. You just sat downstairs in the lobby. You, you decided to be the outer office. The gift is the outer office. The office is the inner office. Am I flowing this morning, or am I flowing? I'm flowing. I feel flowing, okay? And so I want to just read this, because we know this. God knows we know it. But we still don't get how serious it is. Divine order is not what humans do. That's why it's called divine order, not mortal order. See, divine order is what humans do. Commandments of, I mean, what God does. Commandments of men, hallelujah, is what humans do. All right? So I want to go. I'm going to take you to um, Ephesians. I want to read it. Because we don't read these. All of this is before we get to Ephesians 4.11. There's a whole lot. To read. And so Ephesians 3 says, for this, call, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me um, for you. So there is a dispensational grace that apostles have for those who are not under Moses' law, those who are not Jewish. That's a different grace. And it's a grace that is facing off with different things. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote it forth a few words. So Paul obviously has been progressively unfolding this mystery and this mystery of grace. And he said, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ. Every apostle, everyone that's worth their salt has to have a handle on the mysteries of Christ, not the, not just the obscurities, but the actual mysteries. Now, let me tell you, we found out in a study um, when I did first introduced the 14 events continuum that the word mystery doesn't just mean secret. We found out it also meant classification, and we found out that it also meant occupation. 
Now, that's powerful because we only thought of mysteries as being what? But if you want to know the rest of that, you're probably about to scroll through those Facebooks because I cannot get into that when I'll get off point. And then 3.5, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy. First of all, there are holy apostles and unholy apostles. Unholy apostles, Paul identifies as false apostles. These are apostles that's all mingled with the world, saturated with the world, dotted, spotted with the world, and pushing the cultures of this world. That's an unholy apostle. That's considered by God to be a false apostle. And likewise, prophet, no different. It says, by the Spirit. Now, it says here, I think this is so, mm -mm -mm. this is so good. He says, the mystery of Christ that has been concealed from, from every age up until Jesus' incarnation is now being revealed to God's holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Did it say pastors? No. Because the apostle and prophet are to pass it on. We're to pass it on. Literally, we're to pass it on. We've handed down to the next one. And so when we go over to this other things, I, I just, who Jesus, I get so excited. When I read verse 9, I get excited. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So this mystery has been stored away in God, in his secret person, and he started the revelation of it, the dispensation of it, with his holy apostles and prophets. Well, how do you know that? Well, when Jesus came, the first office that he, he staffed was uh, the office of the apostle. Now, listen to the irony. Jesus comes as the first apostle, I mean, as a great prophet, and then he starts, and he doesn't make prophets. He makes apostles. Don't you think that's interesting? That's curious. I'm going to wrap this up on this note because we'll come back to it in a moment. But, but, so, and so the apostles and prophets are brought into the holy because we got to pay attention to those adjectives. Because, see, Jesus talks about angels and then he talks about holy angels because he knows he has unholy angels. So, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery from which the from which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. So you I mean we already know the statement is Jesus is the first of God's creation. The first. It says firstborn of creation. Firstborn of the dead. I mean when 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 the guys, you know you watch these preachers, these young folks who read three pieces of scripture and too many philosophy books and stand up then they're going to tell you what Jesus isn't. I don't know how you can make it any clearer, the importance of your firstborn. If you are a real parent, especially if you are a father, the importance of your firstborn is above all else because the Bible says the firstborn has the sum, oh, the sum of your strength and the sum of your, um, your, your purpose, your destiny. That firstborn, that's why the firstborns are so heavily uh, weighed down in God. And some of these people, yeah, you may not know your parents, your mom, your dad, and, you know, they may be off marriage someplace else. But in God's mind, you still carry the riches and the laws 
and the, 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 the benefits of the firstborn. For a firstborn to cut up is to almost derail the family because the firstborn is what the parents rely on. So Jesus Christ as God's firstborn. You ever know the firstborn and the baby kid? Firstborn and baby kid. You never understand that with God. But, that, but it fits with his alpha omega scheme. So the firstborn is always going to have the fullness of the father's strength and the mother's substance or essence. I want you to think about that. So when you start listening to people talking about Jesus never said he was God and the Bible never said it, firstborn from uh, firstborn of creation, I think that's a pretty high title. I don't know about anybody else. I think that's a, first, a really high title. And Jesus is established as God's firstborn because Jesus is going to be God's co-laborer. He's going to be God's literal co-creator, partner in all that God does. So Jesus has to carry out everything. Talk about the way of the firstborn. And so you look again at Colossians, he's the firstborn of creation. And then guess what, Ashley? He's the firstborn from the dead. And he's the first, um, he's um, the last Adam. Really the first and last Adam. So Jesus is first, 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 and first. So the next time you hear those sermons running around um, uh, Facebook and whatnot, Jesus never said he was God. Everything in the New Testament says he's God. That's why we got a New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, he's Yahweh. He He became Jesus in the New Covenant. When Mary, when the angel talked to Mary, and talked to Joseph and gave them his name. So, you know, Christians, 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 those filled with the Holy Ghost. See, we got Christians who are on the rolls of the church. Those are not Christians. Those are churchians. Write that down. They're churchians. These are people who grew up in church, whose mama made them go to church, who hated it all the while they were in church, who never paid attention to the sermons, who were never touched by the move of God in those churches. Oh, I'm going into it. God Almighty. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So the, the churchian is untouched by Christianity. And Christians, true Christians, define the Christ who founded his church. Churchians, they'll tell you, oh, man, I just come for the praise. I just come for the singing. But I just come for the events. And they'll tell you that. They'll tell you I don't, they don't show up to Bible study. They don't show up to prayer. They don't do anything about fellowshipping with the saints. Churchians just like the idea of a spiritual institution or organization that they can run in and out of. They will not obey the laws of the church. They will not obey the rules of the government. And they definitely will not do Bible. Churchians cannot do Bible. I'm telling you, they can't. They can't. They can't stand it. They're not going to have a high prayer session. They're not going to have prophecy because they don't want God in their business every day. And if he's going to be in their business, they certainly are not going to give him an audience to, t- to publicize it. Can you tell a churchian from a Christian? I'm telling you, churchians, these are the people that Sunday morning, they, they hate it if they have to go to church. They're going to find reasons to not go to church. They're going to go to work. They're going to create work. They're going to create breakfast. They're going to call the friends. They're going to something. They'll always do that because true Christians need 
not just Jesus Christ, they need their family. Churches, not that much in it. They want the people, the churches want the, the folks that agree with them that you can party on Saturday night, you can fornicate up the front and down the back, you can do all these worldly cultural things and just go to church in the morning. Because to them, to the church in, Sunday morning services are for repentance. Well, mostly not repentance, apologies. Because true repentance, you don't repeat an error. When you truly repent, that never happens again. You see, these people come down here, make all this big deal about being a Christian. Next thing you know, they out with the world. They're out with sinners. They're out with, with wizards and sorcerers. Those are, they were never Christians. Because remember, Christ comes in you as a seed. So there are mysteries about Jesus. So what are some of those mysteries? Well, we could first, the number one mystery I found is that Jesus has a way of life, that he has his own personality, his own persona. He has his own culture. He has a whole kingdom. He has a whole realm. He has a whole uh, body, or and I want to say a conglomerate of citizens in various worlds that do his bidding without a problem. Earth is a whole other frontier. So when you think about when you think about the mysteries of God, and how do I know this? Now I ended by saying, "Who created all things by Jesus Christ?" I like this. This is one of my most favorite passages in Scripture, and it is to the intent that now, unto the principalities and powers in heavenly, in heavenly places or in the heavenlies, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Now, if Salvation was only about earth, as we have taught and believed. I was with that. Come on. But if salvation was exclusively about earth, what does it matter to the principalities and powers in heavenly places? First of all, who are these principalities and powers? And so here's what I want you to know. This is so, mm, mm, man, I God, I love you. This is so good because this is going back to the sons of God who saw the daughters of men. They fell. And then it goes forward to Jude, the angels that kept not their first estate. And so God is showing the good and the bad, his, his, the, the citizens that agree with him and the citizens that, uh, that rebelled against him, that I got a body in the earth, flesh and spirit, human and divine, hallelujah. And he says, and they are going to show you what I was doing all along. We have a huge mandate. This is a mandate on the universal, and not just the universal, but the successive generations of the new creation ecclesia. Our mandate is that every time they see a real Christian in action, there's a checkpoint on what God was doing before the world began. It said, and, so, and they are the powers that are watching over us, seeing to our success. Hebrews 1.14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are going to be heirs of salvation? See, this kind of, um, this kind of uh, compending of verses and texts of Scripture make you understand why it's important for the church to be under apostles and prophets. See, because under pastors, you don't know who you are. You've been chasing destiny for how long? 
I mean, you've been, I don't know my purpose. I don't, took every assessment, took every this, took every that, and on and on and on and on and on. You did all of that. Come on, somebody. And you don't know who you are. You don't know your destiny. You don't know your your purpose. You don't know your ministry. You don't know your Jesus. You are loaded down with don't know. And so you're filling in the blanks with your personal experience, much of which is offensive to the Lord Jesus Christ at this point in the church's history. Pastors were never assigned to keep the kingdom or the ecclesia, just their local congregations. They weren't assigned to be in judge seats and in deliberative seats, to be in legislators. Uh-uh, you can't do it. They don't, have, they don't even think it. I remember when God pulled me up from pastor to prophet, and then from prophet to apostle. And those, if, if those people who have enjoyed that experience, you know those are very definitive demarcations. You all of a sudden, you could do after that, after that, and all of a sudden, what? I know. Or there is this whole realm of wisdom and insight and mystery and revelation that, you, that opens to you, and you realize that you no longer look at things according to the local congregation. Now, God wants me to speak to one other thing, and that is all of you are, well, they're really probably a pastor, or they're probably apostles, but they don't want to say it. Only in Jesus Christ, because you're not going to sit there and say, well, I'm really, you know, I, I know I'm the janitor, I know I'm the uh, supervisor, but I don't want to say, I'm, I'm, or I'm the president, but I'm going to act like a supervisor, because I don't want people to think. I never dropped my, I took God at his word. He said, he let me know I was an apostle, and he didn't just decree it, trust me. He did not just decree it. We'll talk about that on one of my shows because, you know, somebody's going to ask me, so I'll have an opportunity to answer. But I want you to hear me today. God is pushing his church in divine order, whether you like it or whether you don't, whether you agree with it or you don't, and it's going to be his divine order. And that is 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-eight, all the way through. First apostles secondarily prophets, and thirdly, teachers. After that, so first you're apostles, hallelujah, then you are prophetic, which means first you have the legislation of God, then you have the, the dissemination and enforcement of that legislation through the prophetic word, and then you have the discipling piece through the teacher. When all those things are happening, then miracles will flow from the house of God, and it will be powerful. Why? Because it will be in God's righteousness. They will not be mock miracles. They will not be archived miracles. They will not be back, back. you know, you have to be going back to the, you know, the Catherine Kuhlman. God's not doing any Catherine Kuhlman miracle today. So let me just tell you, that ain't God. Because everything God does, he finishes. And when he's finished, he's finished. He got finished with Moses. We still, we got pieces and fragments of what Moses did, but God does not have a mosaic mantle in the earth again. And you know why? He said he never would. He said that I'm going to do with you the likes of which I will never do again. He, before Moses hit the scene, he said, so don't go out here passing this law like it's some sort of party treat. Uh, party favor, what I'm doing with you, I will never do again. We'll have fragments of Moses, but right now, when we look at, and, and I'm just thinking in, in a world of Facebook and, and uh, social media, if we have a Daniel in the planet, we ought to see him. 
he ought to be moving. We got a Deborah in the planet. We that ought to be moving. If we're talking about pattern from pattern to paradigm and paradigm to pattern, then we ought to see that. And we don't. We don't see that. You don't see an Ezekiel laying on his side 40 days here and there. Why? Because he wasn't doing that again. You don't have a Jeremiah who's sitting there, you know, buried in, in, in the sewer and then coming up with a word that changes the world. You don't have that. We got, even when we look at those advising the head of state, those are pastors. Now, if the pastors are the ones that God, that let God's kingdom slip from its grip, I'm just going to say dot, dot, dot. That's all I'm going to say. I might say something else later on. Right now, I'm drinking this delightful tea. So why did I take you on that journey? Why did I take you on that journey? Why did we have to go that direction? Because you all told me what I have should be on television. You told me it should be on a larger screen. I got your words in print. Dr. Price, the whole world needs to hear this. I'm praying for it. When you get on television, I'm with you and all of that. Well, I have a home page called, a page called Count Me In. It's on my home page, isn't it, on Dr. Paul? It's a button called Count Me In. That button needs your funds because this is not, I'm going to show you in a minute, what, what the first round of what you sold into. Because, see, you, some of you all sold, and you should be so excited because you got the first, you're going to get the first fruits off the first show. So you sold on first fourth show because we did four. So, but I'm going to show you in a moment. Prophet Ashley's going to show you because, you know, she got her technical stuff. She loves doing this stuff, guys. But I need you to go and sow a seed. And not just, not only a five, I need you to sow large seeds. We need you to sow 10,000, 5,000, 50. We right now, that's the next number we need is $50,000. And I need you to sow that. And then after that, it will be, again, increasing to 100 if we're going to take this on. So we're going to show you this to see if you like it. Yes? Da-da. Oh, she's going to get excited. Right. Look at this her. This is what we got. She gets to come early. So, Norma, let me know if you can see it. Okay. <clears throat> both, both cameras. Yeah. And if I need to adjust the, I need to go back or up. Is good? Okay. How about that one? Let's see. All right. Are you ready? Now, now listen, pay attention because it's brief. Yeah, this is as long as you want to play. Um. The intro is not here yet. But she has an intro, too, doesn't she? Yeah, but I can't play it, unfortunately. of Taking It On with Paula Price. This is my very first show, and I'm glad that you are joining me today. I've got exciting things to share. I've got wonderful things going for you. And most importantly, I'm going to show you what it is to take it on for God. Something great has just hit the planet, and you don't want to miss it. So what is taking it on? Let's talk about that. I mean, taking it on. What does that mean? What does that What does that look like in everyday life? What does it look like for somebody like me sitting in this seat? How about that? That's a good question. But I'm, I want to talk to you about it. Taking it on means just what it says. What's the it? You know, we had a production meeting once, and we went around about the it. Can you believe we went around with the two-letter word called it? <laughs> and so we went around with the word it. What is it? It is whatever topic we take on, whatever thing God wants to handle, whatever thing that's affecting the world today, we're going to take it on, and you're going to love it. You know why you're going to love it? Because I'm not a preacher. 
and you're going to love it because you and I are just going to sit here and talk about things that are happening in the world today. Now, what are those things? Well, we're talking about, first of all, Bible. How many, did you know that we try to get rid of the Bible? Well, we all thought we were trying to get rid of it, and now we have brand new disciplines in colleges and universities doing Bible for us. Now, think about the joke of that. Told us the Bible was outdated. Told us we were antiquated. Told us we didn't fit. Told us nobody wants to learn the word. The Bible is stupid. It's irrelevant. How many of you all have sermon tapes with that on them? Bible's real relevant. Well, if it's that irrelevant, why is it making a new comeback outside of Christianity? And why is it making a new comeback in the world? Now, what would make... Oh, yeah. So did you all... Tell me what you think about what you heard. Now, that's our pilot show, and we have four other shows. And so I'm excited, and as soon as Ashley can get that intro to um, uh, adjust it, we're going to put it on Facebook so you can hear it. I got this sharp music. It's amazing. I got it's, it's It's amazing. It really is. So tell me, what is something, while I move on to what else I want to discuss, give me your thoughts on the show. What do you think about the set, the conversation, and et cetera? We want to know, because this is what I'm asking you to invest in. You going to say something? No, I'm trying to figure out where I can get the intro. Because, <laughs> you know, she's trying to get it now. I mean, it's on my phone. Of course, it's on everybody's phone that we're using right now. Ah. Okay. Awesome. Good news. Very good. When you were teaching uh, Sandro, he said, guys. <laughs> my, my, my. Thank you for this truth. Incredible. It's important. Did you have anything that you wanted to say before we go on? The appearance will have to post again because they, they disappeared. They did. Okay. Gotcha. Powerful. Much needed. Love the set. So what I want to do is I want to encourage you to become a, a partner with taking it on. I, you know, the ambassadorial piece, the evangelical piece, spreading the word, that's really easy. But I need you to make sure that we go global because that's what you said you wanted for me, and that is what you said you wanted for this word. And so if that's what you want or wanted for this word, then guess what? I need you to help me do it. So go to my website. It's going to be drpaulaaprice.com. Hit the button on count me in and then be counted in. And I appreciate every seat. There's none too small, but let us be real. Productions like that are not going to come at $5 in a clip. I'm going to need you to become a serious partner and a serious pillar and a serious protector and guardian of the show. Oh, Lord. She, she got it. You know, Prophet Ash is never going to give up. Right? She's gonna keep, this woman is going to keep pushing and pushing. Okay. So this is the opener. You can only hear it because you can't see it because um, it's not done yet. But it's not big enough mm-hmm. in the right format. But this is the music. Look at her. She's grinning. Do you all see her grinning? Let me see. Oops. Let me turn the media. Mm-hmm. Media is it. Whoops. Yeah. 
Yes. Isn't God good? That's that's for you to see how we're coming on. We're coming out strong. Yes. We're not coming out, you know, hesitant. We're not coming out timid. We're coming out strong because God needs mighty warriors. You might not be able to sit in that seat, but you can see to it that your thoughts and your concerns and your issues are addressed from that seat by someone who's credible, respectable. So I need you to do this for me, and I'm going to do it every week because I need you to be a part of this. We're a team. We've, we've kept Block Talk going for five years, five years. And you know on Blog Talk, we discussed a lot of things. We've had Periscope and Facebook going for nearly two years, and we've discussed some hard-hitting things. You want to see it on the big screen? It's you and me. We are the ones that have to make this happen, guys. It's not going to be all of the people sitting in those seats who have been part of the issue that God is facing. It is us, the solutionists. We are the solutionists. We are the solutionists of the kingdom, and we have to make it happen. So I'm asking you uh, to be with me, to partner with me and say, Dr. Price, this is so right. We need this. Dr. Price, I've been saving this money. I've been saving this here. I was going to spend it here. I was going to send it to so-and-so. I was going to send it to so-and-so. Stop sending it to the people who are not giving you guys answers or solutions and send it to, to the one who is. I am bringing you God's answers and solutions. I'm bringing you truth and revelation. I'm bringing you current and eternal Christianity. I'm standing for this man, boldly putting his name in my show. You know, the rest of them, they say God. But, you know, the Bible said, James said, you know, devils believe in God and tremble. But it's the name of Jesus Christ that is the rock of offense and the stumbling stone. We are going to do right by our Savior. If you want to join me and say, Dr. Price, I'm with you. We're going to treat our king better. We're going to stop letting him get trashed. We're going to stop letting him be plagiarized. We're going to stop letting him be robbed and cheated of his inheritance. We're doing that. And how are we doing it? With the truth with the truth, and not a truth that somebody has in some old crusty commentary or philosophical book, and I read those too. I'm telling you, but the truth is in Jesus. The Bible says that the truth is in Jesus. God's firstborn would have his first fruits of truth and the fullness. If you are that person, I mean, are you, are you, are you, am I relating to you? Are we coming together on this? I need us to come together as a force, not I appreciate the faith, but I need the faith and the force. I need the faith and the finances. Oh, help us, Jesus. I need you to do this, and not more than, more than me, guys, because you all know how I got started. I'm strong because you've been with me every week, every Thursday. You were with me every Tuesday, and your words and your prayers and your prophecies and your decrees put me back online. I was shattered before we did this. And my team, if they ever get a chance to tell the truth, I was shattered. I was gone. I was out of ministry. You have to understand that this here was all born out of your faithfulness to me and your faithfulness to the show. This is not just a Paula Price win. Oh, hallelujah. This is all of us winning. You have a church, my church will sign up, and I'll pay for this, and I'll pay for that. I'll pay for this, and I'll pay for that. You have a business, my business will buy a shell. We'll buy a this. We'll buy a that. It's not all that hard. You have a ministry, a network, we're going to get behind you. Our apostolic this. I mean, after all, we are reinstating apostleship. Our apostolic this is going to back you. Our apostolic that is going to back you. If you're a prophet, hey, our prophetic network, our prophetic guard is going to go you and I'm gonna go, we're gonna guard you with faith, prayer, prophecy, spiritual warfare, and finances. Because I'm gonna tell you something, people. All of the other things are wonderful, but what makes the mark on the planet is the finances. 
and I need those. And I need you to agree with me and believe it. And understand that this show is, when we go global, there's a lot of opportunity for you all to go global with me. We are going to have guests. We're going to have studio audiences. It's more than just what you saw a few minutes ago or what you'll see the first month. And we, there's a place for everybody in this thing. Because when something gets huge, it makes a lot of room for a lot of people and a lot of places. Why don't you sow your seed into your future in this thing, too? You know you want to take it on, and you know you want to take back the kingdom for the Lord Jesus Christ. How about you, Prophet Ash? you have anything to say before we move on? She's done. Amen. This day has come. I mean, so many times we've been in having this conversation to produce something. Yes. And to get something started, and now it's in motion. I mean, Sunday's the day where I was already on the phone with our executive producer this morning. Already this morning? <laughs> you got that morning call. I think I have another one this afternoon. Fine-tuning, tweaking, going through scripting. Okay, well. We wanted, because we want to do this mm-hmm. at the top. At the top. Where we're starting now is as low as it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to go up from there. We have vision. We have goals. We want the set to grow. We want to have a studio audience. We want to be able to take this around the country. I mean, our vision is way down the line. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about people even investing into taking it all with Paula Price, it's about taking it out Mm -hmm. there there. with Paula Price as well, shopping this to the major networks. That is not free. Mm -mm. How you do that, uh, depending on how they pick you up, Mm -hmm. it depends on uh, different things. But even paying somebody to do that, every Mm -hmm. element takes economy. We want to put this on billboards. Well, that's our next step. We have to. We need to put it on billboards. Some of you say, I could take over the billboard thing. That would be great. We want to put it on the digital billboard because of the bounces. Mm -hmm. And it's in different areas. But you're right, Ashley. That's true. Yeah, so the vision. This this right here, what you see, is the beginning Mm -hmm. of the breakthrough. And it's huge for us. This is huge. It is. This is the thing that we've been fought, like the schools and the church. Okay, so all the big things that... (laughs) And we keep saying, in a matter of six months, we've gone from what? Shattered. Church, people, even though they started moving here before six months, Mm -hmm. people, congregation, location, school location, students, program, second semester, Mm -hmm. and now Don't forget the business. Hmm? And don't forget the business. The business. PPMG. Yes, but we already have, like, we have PPMG. Oh, oh, you're saying what grew out of. As far as the things that were just on paper or in our hearts. And now. I call those the vision in the drawer. Yeah. And now we're walking into the facility. Mm -hmm. People have come. And they're enrolled students, class, your classical, your physical psychology. You're going to mess with them again this week, aren't you? She, she can't help it. She, she yeah. plans this for you all, the teasers. Yeah, it's true. I, I was on the phone as well with Dr. Nishan Walker this morning uh-huh. talking about his AIT training program, and he said, but, because the AITs are a bit psych, and he said, uh-huh. I, I can't get past the first class. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a 10-literal stop. He would. I've gone back to watch it, but I'm getting delivered. But I'm getting free. On the first class.
for Jesus Christ to take it back. And if we don't take it back, guys, in this window that the Lord has created, shame on us. It's going to take all of us, all fivefold. We need every pastor. We need every evangelist. We need every teacher, every prophet, prophetic agency, company. We need every intercessor, and we need every Christian. No matter what you feel about how I should do this or do that, the fact of the matter is I'm taking it to the world for Jesus Christ so he can take back the world as his inheritance. That's what we're doing. And if you agree with that, all of those petty, petty idiosyncrasies, we got to set that aside. We're going to set aside denominationalism. I never had a, I mean, I don't have a problem with denomination. I think denominations are what we need. We, I know y'all be trying to get rid of them, but, hey, guess what? We had a whole flash move of, of this from the 70s to now, but don't we still have those 100-, 200-year-old Methodist churches, Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches? We don't even want to talk about the Catholics. See, those people held the fort while we had a night out. We were had a night out on the town, and they held the fort. And when people got sober, they got straight. They went to where God's been holding. We are doing the same thing. I am the founder and the head of New Era Apostleship Restitution, where we disciple apostolic Christians to become scripture organic, culturally modified. I am that person. Now, you, will, you can look around in all the country, and about, I figure in about 10 months or so, we're probably going to have more of us. But right now, it's always going to be under Dr. Paula Price, Chief Apostle of New Era Apostleship Restitution. Why am I saying this? Because I wanted a matter of record. I've had people send me declarations, themselves apostles, sending me declarations of how I was going to go, hitting that thing right on, proclamations. I got a couple of declarations and some proclamations because – you know, apostles know when God is doing something, and they finally, they're the ones that are going to tell you who he's doing it with. Whether they want to admit it publicly or not, that's a, another story. But they're going to know because their first question is, well, God didn't give it to me, and why didn't you give it to me? Well, you didn't give it to me, so we need to respect who you gave it to. And that's why you need to know. So I, I want you to know where you're going to find New Era Apostleship Restitution, where we disciple apostolic Christians to become scripturally organic and culturally unmodified. Tell me, hey, weigh in on that. Tell me what you think about that. I want to hear from my Facebook and my, my uh, Periscope. While you're weighing in, because we have to appreciate the timeline, Ashley had to finally train me. While you're weighing in, I want to talk about our school uh, our next class on prophetic guardianship open. Well, that says January 22nd. Am I supposed to do this? Oh, no, I did. Well, that's all right. We have the announcer here. She'll fix up all of the strange parts. But we, we covered a lot of ground, but I wanted you to know, and I wanted you to know how to explain who we are and what we do in a nutshell. So, we'll prophet, talk about our next class. Huh? We'll talk about our next class. Well, then get on over here and do that. And then Prophet Adia creeped in the door. Yeah, come on in. These are, are you kidding? This is my food. Hey, Tell me. I got good food. I may not have masses, but I got great. <laughs> so I'm going to start at great. I think we're about to find out how many masses you have. And then we're going to find out the masses, yeah. right? All right. So, Prophet Ashley, you're the first one who gets to. Yeah. I was, so pleased, I was so pleased that the Bible matched the set. Uh, and that was <laughs> awesome. Your Bible matches your chair. Praise God. <laughs> but it would be from the design, one of our designers. Yes, it would be. Mm-hmm. All okay, right. So we want to talk about the class first. Well, we're we talking. Well, well, let's do the let's do the well do the class. Oh, we got a commercial. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, did you all notice that she's a little bit excited today? 
you know, type four, type four shows and you see what happens? That's it. <laughs> and launch a school, have a church. Yes. All the dreams yes. coming true. Okay, so our next course, our next non-degree course that's available is Praying Strategic Governmental Prayer. Uh, we say that this is from the vault. <laughs> yeah, we're in the vault. Dr. Price, because we went back some years on this information, and uh, she did this back in the day. She used to have something called Prophet's Chambers, Prophetic Chambers, yeah. and it was a call. It was a uh, webinar call. Was it once a month? Once a month. Once a month. And she would train. When, when we tell you we've been working this vision, <laughs> praise God. And now we just have this tool. So she taught on praying governmental prayers, and we knew this would be great information for you. It, that some of the, the top ten points that are covered are mastering dimensions of prayer. Now, this is from Dr. Price, okay? Not somebody who's trying to figure prayer out. So when she's teaching you about praying strategic governmental prayers, it is from the office of the apostle, what she taught on today, kingdom, not just congregation. All right. And then number two, why prayer comes before prophecy. That's a good Shouldn't we want to know? Most people yeah. want to jump into prophecy, she tells you. No, no, no. Three, the meaning of government. Four, who should and should not engage in such prayers. Who says that anymore? Five, proper posture for governmental prayer. Six, why pray governmentally? Seven, the spiritual and mental posture of governmental prayer. Is your mind in, is your mind right? Number eight, ten important acts to engage invisible forces. Nine, 14 distinct, excuse, yes, 14 distinctives of governmental prayers. And ten, seven points of a potent prayer posture are some of the things, just some. <laughs> that meaty little core. That she engages in in that training. Mm. So you want to enroll in it. It's four weeks. Again, you'll get your lectures. You'll have activities and then quizzes to get your certificate. And I want to jump in. Is there something else you want to add to that? Yeah. I want to jump in and tell you, if you are one of those people who say, you know what, these are great for me, and you're just warming up to a more advanced education, after you hit 10, after you complete 10 of these non-degree courses, you can become eligible for our ordination track. But you got to get 10, and you got to get a high grade because, you know, we don't my curve is not everybody else's curve, I think. Yeah, I, but half of you all will probably tell me that. But think about it. You will get that, and then it will begin to count toward your, uh, your credentialing as an ordained minister, prophet, whatever. And it will be through our university. Now, before we have that big battle that pastors like to have, um, uh, when you do this, we are a school. We're independent. And you don't tell anybody else what to do with their credentials of your members, so you're not going to tell us. Because when they go to Yale, they go to ORU. When they go to all of those colleges, you do not reach back and say, you should not be degreeing my people. You should not be, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. Because some of these people have, are, are late in getting their credentials. They're late in being ordained. Some of you all that are listening to me right now, you know you're late. There's some of you anywhere between 12 and 25 years late, and God is tendering an offer so that you will not leave this planet with your work undone. And that's why we're doing these. So you can understand what we're doing. So if you, you, should I tell my pastor? Do you tell, what do you tell your pastor about going to another university or taking other courses, taking a training on your job? You don't go and say, oh, pastor, will you permit me to take my on-the-job training? You don't do it. See, all of that intimidation tactics won't work with me. 
because I'm thinking if you don't do it for sin, you're not going to do it to righteousness. Well. Amen. So I'm just telling you right now, because, you know, we're going to get the call. Yes. We get them. Yes. Should I tell my pastor? I don't care what you tell your pastor. Do you tell your pastor when you're going to take a little class? Or when you have to go and take any other training. I want to be a real estate. Okay, Pastor, can I go to real estate school? No, you don't say that. You say, I'm going to real estate school, and it has nothing to do with my church. Right. And we have plenty of people who do it, and they know that their leader will be at odds with it because they just don't believe in it, and they're like, but this is not about that. But your destiny is not based on their faith. Uh, there it is. Your destiny is based on your faith. What you eat won't make them fat. Well, it's true. Uh, it is true. That's a joint marrow statement. It is. Okay. Sorry. Yes, and that's good because all of us watching the Food Network would be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just by viewing. Man, it's just true. Okay. Um, in the beginning, when you talked about pastors are ordained to keep the flock, not the kingdom, I think that explains a lot of why we lost the kingdom mm-hmm. in this last dispensation. And as a result, scattered the flock. Scattered the flock. Because you've taught us that the kingdom protects the church. Exactly. Not the other way around. And we have inverted it. Mm-hmm. And we want the church to be the kingdom, protect the kingdom, all out of order. And we talked about God's, well, what makes it divine is it God. <laughs> and why when you keep things in his order, it works. Mm-hmm. And so we've changed that order, made the local church. The, the global. The global the kingdom, the governors, the rulers, the decision makers, everything has been boiled down to what your church, what my church. We start with, well, my church. Mm-hmm. And your church is one little facility, mm-hmm. one little site, and maybe a sphere among the all of the 190-something nations of the world. Now, really, does that make sense? Um, well, no, not when you give it the Apostles' Revelation of history that you have And you said, talk about paying attention to those adjectives, holy, unholy, righteous, mm-hmm. unrighteous. And and just continuing, and, you know, we go through this with Before the Garden as well on Wednesdays, how all of this division started in eternity. Mm-hmm. And we walk around thinking that God has a fear his poor little feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if you don't like the things he likes, his, he's just going to be hurt. He's just going to be crying. And he'll stay alone. And he will. Until he just. And so he's going to let you mm-hmm. do everything that offends him just so you don't leave him. Leave him. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Hit it. Come on. Hit <laughs> Come on. Hit it. I can't do it like you guys. Oh, right. you got to learn. Come on. You can't okay. be sitting up here and not knowing. Oh, thank you, guys. Look, it, uh, pretty, pretty hefty. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty hefty if you asked me. <laughs> well, first lesson. First time out. <laughs> you did well. You handled it. <laughs> so, uh, and that, that's really what we teach. Whenever you pull all the ilk off of the doctrines, that is, I was talking to somebody and they said, but where the <clears throat> word of faith fail people was in preparing them for the opposition and not preparing them for the opposition. And not preparing them for the opposition. So we're talking all this faith, 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 but not the opposition in which you will need it. Mm-hmm. And we've turned it toward things, to acquire things and possessions, but not mm-hmm. to defend God's kingdom. Well, they took flight because yeah. they didn't want to fight. 
Yeah. That's how we got the Christians who don't want to fight will always take flight. How many times you heard, don't worry about the devil's kingdom, sure. let the devil's kingdom take him. So that's, a, I mean, that was kind of a dark enlightenment on that one. Because, see, the devil's kingdom dark wasn't going to start because you put a blanket over your head. Okay. okay? It's kind of like the little kids. You can't see me. You can't see me. You can't see me. And then they come, and, and they little bully come in and still knock them in the head. Why? Because they saw a, 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 at least a form under the blanket. Right. We did a lot of those. Don't worry about that. My yoke is easy. God is easy. God doesn't want you to get in that. You don't have to fight. The sword is down. The battle is over. All of that was were flight responses that we bought into. Mm-hmm. And the more we ran, the more the devil expanded. Hmm. So we ain't running. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a flight response. So that's why you're taking it it's on with Paula. <laughs> and now you know what the it is. We have, to, we have that great big old, I'm taking it, it on. on. What is it? Whatever it is. Whatever, it's, it, whatever it is, it's in the way. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> I just started picking at her. That's good. She's pickable too. She really is. She is. We need to share the pick picking. Yeah, because you be happy, or you be very low. I'm glad you're here, about you. <laughs> All right. Difference between the churchian and the Christian. I thought that was really good too. Um, and even well, going back to the unholy, the unholy apostle, prophet, or minister, whichever we're talking about, mm-hmm. the one that is promoting culture. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Say it nicely. Come on. That was a nice. Yeah, well, boldly. The one <laughs> nicely or boldly? Which way you want to go? Oh, the one that's promoting culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, 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 oh yeah. No, yeah. I, and how you just—I mean, those those things because we make these deep, convoluted, ilky conversations and yeah. arguments, and here you come. Oh, the unholy apostle is the one that's promoting culture. Oh. And telling you that it's letting your light shine in the darkness. In the darkness. Yes. In because the darkness because after all, Jesus, Jesus ate with the sinners and the tax collectors. Yeah, he did. That's my favorite argument. He did. And he also went to the cross and died. All right. So let's talk about that. Well, and having a meal mm-hmm. and promoting their devils are two entirely different things. And Paul figured that out. He said that if you feel like going, then you go. Because Paul's attitude is you 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 uh, venture in to the extent that you can stand it. Right. But you need to recognize that when you sit down and and fellowship with their devils, then they are going to expect you to right. join them, or to at least feed that fellowship into the communion of Jesus Christ. And so I don't have, I feel like if you want to have lunch with your co-worker, do that. Have lunch with your co-worker. You want to go out and see a movie, have a dinner. Do that. You're, you're, you know, religion ought not to play a role in something like that. And this mm-hmm. is God. Besides, God's been on the stage a lot of those. But I want you to understand that Jesus came here from the seed of the Father. You came here from the seed of your father, the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those yeah. two different inseminations also make a big thing. And this whole thing that we're seeing now with our young folk, our younger ministers talking about, well, I'm doing this because I'm letting my light shine. First of all, you don't have light. Mm-hmm. You don't have light. You got a candle, a little flicker. That's all you got. Because <laughs> it takes a lot of years to know the schemes of a devil. It takes, and baby, right. by the time you I get, get the stadium light, you better know you can see him coming and going. My people come and tell me stuff. I said, I ain't God. 
Oh, how do you the stories you can tell about those moments. <laughs> that, that ain't God. I said that I'm going to tell you, it's going to go this way, and it's going to die this way. So you sitting there going into devil camp. You sitting here cutting albums with demons and devils. You sitting here going to their concerts, paying for their stuff, and you saying you're doing it because this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You got to be kidding me. You don't have a light. Because I'm going to tell you something. Unless your light is bigger than the devil's light that you're going after, you are following a, a demonic icon, your light ain't big. <laughs> you have a flicker. And they can one huff and blow it out. The fact that they can talk you into leaving your Savior, misrepresenting your God, the fact that these people can literally tell you that there is no difference, that a man could talk about humping and raping women and then turn around and talk about a Bible of love, and you think that should be part? That ain't God. I'm going to tell you, that is a devil, and he's good at it. He's a good devil because he sold the sons of God into doing the same thing they've always done, selling out Jesus Christ. He's a good devil. He's a better devil than they were a Christian. Somebody, you're taking it on. You're doing it. He was a better devil. They are better devils than most of these, these worshipers and these um, uh, praise and worship leaders are Christians. They're better devils than you. Somebody, somebody. There is a word called apostasy. Oh, my God. And we haven't said it in a while. But this, these people are big enough to take God's worshipers off his altar and put them in a satanic ritual. They're better devils than you are Christians. And shame on you. Mm. Taking it all. Jesus was ruling and sovereign and awesome without us. 
and I'm gonna sit there and talk. I'm gonna sit there and bow and crumble my Jesus to a devil that got an angel that downgraded to a devil and got kicked out of his own homeland. You're not gonna tell me he got the answer. You're not gonna tell me that. I'm crazy. Yes. I ain't even had lunch yet. (laughs) They haven't even said, I I need some time. Jesus. Hallelujah. What are we going to do about your head? (laughs) 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 I will never, I will never let a devil be a better servant to Satan than I am to Jesus Christ. I will never do that. Not in, uh-uh. No. I'm still rocking. I can't even stop. Guys, we're going to do something in a minute, but right now we're all caught up on stuff. How y'all doing? Y'all surviving this? Because we still are. We're not. Uh-uh. We're going to take care of our Jesus. We're going to treat him like he's God. This man, ooh, God help me. Mm-hmm. Help me, Jesus. Okay, guys. I'm. Co- oh, Jesus. Come on. She's not coming back. Uh, in a minute. Uh, pro- how y'all doing? Is, are they Are they doing all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better have an altar call. Uh uh. And don't you go out there and buy those albums. Stop buying that Come stuff. On. Going to you go to those concerts and you talking about well, God must be blessing. No, Satan is blessing. They told you they're doing it in the name of their God. You're not going to tell me that you're, you've been dogging God out and dogging his creation and cussing him out, and you're not going to tell me that you had an epiphany for one album. No, that's not, that album is not an epiphany. It's a strategy. And you all need to stop paying Satan and stop paying the people who leave Christ for leaving him. My God. Mm, stop that. Mm. Well, I know that's what she said. That's religious. No, uh-uh. That is, they call that fidelity. Look it up. It's fidelity. They call it loyalty. They call it allegiance. Stop making it religious. It is re- allegiance. You pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ, stay with it. Mm. Hallelujah. You got something else to say before we let this one hook? Is your hair cool down yet? <laughs> I defer. Did your hair cool down, baby? We need the fire extinguisher here today. It's high. I'm telling you, I'm burning it up. I want to take off the chair. The yeah. fire god is You're wearing that fire orange. See, yeah, there you go. Look at that. This is what it is. I like fiery colors. <laughs> so, you know, if it was red, we'd really be laid out. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Go, girl, go. Well, I just have to, I have to just have repeat to come back that last me. statement that you said. Um, stop paying the people leaving Christ. I think that there's a revelation in that all by itself. <laughs> well, the reality is, you know, if it's not funded by us, if it's not, if it's not continually, um, you know, patroned by us, then it can't continue to be. It can't continue to exist. <laughs> so obviously, we endorse that. You know, we endorse that with our money. We endorse that with our support. And they get paid twice. They get a double portion, yes. a portion from the, the from the devil yes. that seduced them, and then they get a portion from the from the Christians who celebrate them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're paying with our own confusion. That's why I like this show, too, because <laughs> oh, we're confused about things. <laughs> we're paying with our own confusion. We're confused about things. We allow things like that to confuse us in our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone like you is very intimidating because you are very structured in your belief system. And if you notice right now, like the trend is to be very loose in your beliefs, mm-hmm. yes. you know, to be very loose in your convictions. That's where we're headed, to this place where there really aren't any convictions. We're extremely loose and what we believe, and there are no hard lines, there are no structure. You snap us out of it. It's like as if we're all walking like this in a straight line, and then you hear this, and you're like, whoa, what am I thinking? You know, I've got to come out of this. So I love that, and, and, and I think it even goes with 
that idea goes with what you talked about earlier. Um, I was thinking about when you said God didn't ordain pastors to keep the kingdom, God ordained pastors to keep the flock. And I know that that may have been shocking for some of you all today, um, especially when we look around and all we see leading the body is pastors in this mantle. But the reality is just because something has become customary and it's become ordinary doesn't mean it's accurate. And I think that that's mm. what you brought out today, mm-hmm. you know, helping us understand, yes, it has become customary that pastors are the only office you think of when you think of the leadership of the church. But that doesn't mean it's accurate, and it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be called to account, that we don't have to look scripturally and go back to the facts and see how this was set up. I remember when I first joined your ministry um, and the reality that you coached about how pastors did not appear in the New Testament, you know, but so many times. Mm -hmm. And going back and doing that research myself, I was like, you know what, that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? You know, and sometimes we have to be snapped out of what has become ordinary, Mm -hmm. what has become just customary practice and go back to what was accurate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, don't we need to know the truth? Don't we need to know the truth? Because it said the truth will make you free and set you free. But I'm going to tell you something. When I say that to many people today, and you all who are listening, I want you to check it out. When I say, but we have the entire kingdom and corporate ecclesia of Jesus Christ in this realm, led by one office, that's number four, not one, two, and three, number four. And it's fed by number three. The evangelist goes out and do the sinner's prayer and the sinner's message, and then the pastors receive them, and all of a sudden it's the pastors in the White House, and it's the pastors in the Capitol, and it's the pastors in the South. Wait a minute, but we lost this thing. So there's something of divine order is not this, which is why God started pulling back himself because God is not going to uphold the lie. Now, God will take care of his people. He's a good God. He's a sweet daddy. He's going to take care of his sheep, and he's going to keep his son's name under the earth. But when he gets an opportunity to to fix this, he's going to go back to first apostles, secondarily prophets, and thirdly teachers after that miracle. Some of you all needed a miracle, and some of you all need one right now, but God is not releasing that kind of miracle in that. He's being very selective. You know, he's been very selective because the offices that are out of service literally have the entire complement of miracles that God wants to do because they kept nations. See, prophets kept nations. Prophets have a reputation. We got, look at the, mm, (laughs) there is a, the prophets have a longstanding reputation that dates all the way back to Abel for handling Nations, prophets have. Apostles have a reputation that goes all the way back to Moses. And Abraham, if we wanted to just kind of play a little bit, we'll talk Moses, that goes all the way back to Moses for keeping God's kingdom. Evangelists, we haven't seen them keep a kingdom. Pastors, well, where is the kingdom? Teachers, did you know you were supposed to disciple folk for the kingdom? And these kind of raw truths, and I know it's raw truth. I sure do. I hope y'all, some of y'all still want to have coffee with me when I see you on the road. Glory to God. Because <laughs> you know something. Because we are what we are. But if we, never, if we never put the brakes on it, this runaway locomotive, 
will continue just plowing through cities, plowing through nations, plowing through people, plowing through citizens. It'll just keep running a month. Somebody has got to pull the brake on the train. Yeah. Yeah. And until we pull the brake on the train, we cannot get it on the right track. And that's what has to happen. You may not like it. I don't care how much we say, well, we're having these meetings, and when this is going to happen, God's not doing that. I'm telling you, God is not running with that anymore because he has, the, he has his divine order and his divine ordinance ready. See, God will tolerate a whole lot of error, put up, put up with a whole lot of garbage if he doesn't have a replacement. God suffered Saul, but he celebrated David. Wow. That's tough stuff. It is. It's really tough stuff. I know that it's tough stuff. I'll tell you, when I sit here myself, I say, oh, Lord, I'm going home, lock my door, <laughs> put on my television. But you know what? If you're not in it for Jesus, then you're in it for his adversary. There's only, you can't serve both at the same time. You're either in it for Jesus or you're in it for his adversary. And that's just where we are. All of this here, we're going to shine our light and look like the world. We're going to tattoo like the world. We're going to wear dreads after Rastafarianism like the Lord. We're going to do all of these things like the world and then say, but that's because we're freeing the church. So what did you think they would look like before the church was born? Because they look like what you look like today. I have a section in before the what they do. I have a section in Before the Garden that says, the world in which Jesus came. You all need to read that section because you think that they're giving you new stuff. This trending stuff is new. No, it isn't. It's archaism reformatting and reformatting itself as modern culture. So anyway, did you want to, you know, we, I couldn't have, hey, guys, was this okay? Because, you know, I couldn't shut up. You knew the fire of God was all over me. Hallelujah. What's some of them things they say in uh, Norma?
So when I say AIT program, that's what I mean, apostles in training. I know you said, well, I've been trained by so-and-so, not this, because we're not doing it. I know what you've been trained by because I know what's absent in the program. And I know what's absent in the program by what is absent in the practice. Mm-hmm. See, it's the absence that I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with the void. All of that other stuff is nice. It is nice. I don't care. That's not me. But I'm telling you that if we have been, if, this, if, if all of the years of apostleship training have been what Jesus trained his apostles to do, we'd be a different institution today. But we train on personal preference. We trained on evangelical doctrine. We trained on pastoral paradigm. We trained on all of the things that did not exist when God dispatched his first apostle. And I, I, I again, Rosh, I, I, y'all, I can do all of that. But you know what? Either I made up my mind when we fell and we crashed and burned the last time. Did we crash and burn? Oh, you talking about us? Which time? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I made up my mind then. And God said to me, I'll never forget, He said, I'm ready to put you back online. Are you going to do it my way or what? Woo! I said, well, I'm going to do it your way. He said, understand, I mean my way. Everything I trained you and taught you, et cetera, everything we did, all my little visits in the cave, visits in heaven, visits in the grave, I've been in all of them, baby, I can tell you, but all I'm like, but I'm telling you, I had to come to a decision. Was I going to be a replicant advancing the problem that he is struggling with, or was I going to be a solution that breaks with the problem and institutes the answers that solve it. Mm. I had to make that decision. That was a hard call for me. So as you all wonder about me and all of those kinds of things, you need to understand that the, the offer of, of, of God's greatness always comes with a counter-offer of intimidation. Mm-hmm. And I had to make up my mind which package I was going to take. Was I going to take intimidation or was I going to take God's greatness? Because mm-hmm. God's greatness takes longer. Intimidation pays off quickly. Mm-hmm. But God's offer takes longer, and it takes a very long time, and it's often developed, and it's often uh, shaped and performed in secret. And I'll say that because I need some of you all are facing God's offer today, but Satan is at, the, at, your, at your other ear talking about, but I got, hey, I got, I got one that's better. You don't have to do that. You don't want to risk your family. You don't want to risk your reputation. You don't want to risk your money. You don't want to risk your following. You don't want to risk your offering. You don't want to risk. And so the intimidating offer comes at a risk analysis. And I didn't, you, don't, you can't analyze God's greatness, but you can analyze fear because God's harvest are so um, differently measured that in your worst time, you are amassing the greatest treasure. In your deepest sorrow, you are adding to your divine treasure. In your greatest loss, you are filling your vault and your vats. But you can't see it until you come out of the darkness and until, the, until you come out of the, the machine the, that makes you who God's going to call you to be. So whoever you are, you're looking at all of these people on the Internet. Well, I like what he said, and I like what she said. and when I like what a lot of these people said. I like these people, to be honest with you, but it has nothing to do with my first call. And my, it's not, See, some of you are all right in your first love, but you've abandoned your first call. Oh, my. Oh. But, see, my first call is to be faithful 
to him who sent me. That was the mind of Christ. That was Jesus' mind as an apostle. That was Jesus' mind as a prophet. He said, my first call is to be faithful to him who sent me. And he said it over again, him who sent me, him who sent me. His sender was his first priority, not the receiver. So we're going to end this today. Now, you have to pick up, they have to pick up your book on this subject. Today, Dr. Price talked about divine order, um, kingdom, the officers, and their places. And guess what? She wrote the book on it. Divine order for <laughs> divine order. Uh, if you type in divine order, you can key it in on our website. You can get it from any major site. It actually all filters back to us as well. But divine order uh, for spiritual dominance. You've got to pick up this text. It's one of those sleeper texts that you you look at it and you're thinking, oh, I don't need that. You need this. It's mm-hmm. fivefold understanding. There is so much more revelation on this topic. And if you'd like to get Dr. Price's mind on the issue, you've got to pick up that book, divine order, key it in anywhere you can get it on our site, Google, just key it in Google, Divine Order, Dr. Paula Price, and you'll be able to pick up the book. Yes. Good. Thank you, Prophet Adia. And Prophet Ashley drifted away to her office. And so here I am, just you and I. We've had a great day. I know that I went over. And guys, at times, it's more important for me to deliver something to you and to deliver the word of God, because you all are struggling in your private devotions and in your private moments, God, how do I do this? Who's going to train me? How do I know if I'm right or wrong? How do I know who is right or wrong? Do you know why I do this? Because you are always asking God, how do I know who is right or wrong? And if I don't name the who's, then you won't get your answer. It's just that simple. There's a lot of room in the lineup. I'm going to take, I'm telling you, I'm going to get me, I'm getting through it today. And I do want to talk to you. When you press that number one and you get into the lineup, I want you to tell me what you felt about today, how it helped you, etc. But more importantly, it is time for you to go finish lunch and me to go to the calls. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. See you Sunday on Scripture Organic, Cultural Modified Christianity. All right. Thank you, Dr. Price. Guys, we are finishing up with the second half of the Paula Price show. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening into the broadcast today. If you're just joining us on the phone line, we want you to take a moment to press that number one right now so that we can go ahead and get to your calls in the second hour. We're excited to talk to you again. So, uh, so again, today, press that number one if you'd like to talk with Dr. Price in this second hour. I'm just going to give you a few announcements today uh, so that we can make sure that we get to your, make sure that you all get all the information that you need. Just a few announcements. You can visit us online at drpaulaaprice.com, drpaulaaprice.com. Visit us there to register for a couple of things. We talked about strategic prayer is starting on the 5th of February. The second session for prophetic guardianship, we already have students lined up for the second session. That second session is going to start Monday, February 12th. So again, two sessions are starting this month, the second session for prophetic guardianship. So if you missed last month's session and you want to be in on this class for guardianship, you can start that the 12th of February. And then Monday, February 5th, a whole new class will begin. That class is praying strategic governmental prayers, and that's happening February 5th. So you have two classes that you can come in on this month. You don't want to miss these. These are four-week courses. They're certificate-based, very simple to do and to get through, but a ton of information 
four-week courses, non-degree, from Price University. So you can visit us online at drpaulaaprice.com, drpaulaaprice.com. Visit us there. You can register for either one of those sessions, Strategic Prayer starting February 5th, and then Prophetic Guardianship, the second session starts on Monday, February 12th. All right, so I wanted to let you guys know about that. As well, um, you can also um, go online to drpaulaaprice.com to find out about some upcoming events. Dr. Price is going to be in Atlanta this month. Uh, Let's see, Saturday, February 24th, she's going to be in Atlanta for the Arise Women's Conference. You don't want to miss out on this, the Arise Women's Conference. It is a Saturday Saturday, February 24th, Dr. Price will be there. She'll be ministering to the women there. You can register for that course uh, simply by going online to our website, drpaulaaprice.com. We have linked to the registration site for that event. So, again, ladies in the Atlanta area, if you're listening in and you'd like to see Dr. Price live, she's going to be there the 24th of February for the Arise Women's Conference. If you've never been to a women's conference uh, with Dr. Price as the host, You've got to join in on this if you'll be close to the Atlanta area. You won't regret it. Women of God, you won't regret it. Join her there February 24th for a Rise Women's Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. And you can can find out all the information by going on to drpaulaaprice.com and just click events and you'll be able to see the information there. You can also now register for the upcoming Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. Those dates are the 20th through the 24th of June. You will see the registration information they're online. Buy one, get one is right now for 140 or early bird for 99. So again, the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute is coming up this June. This is a four-day event. It is training prophets, training prophetic types. You don't want to miss out on being able to be here for hands-on training with Dr. Price's material. She'll be teaching. Her staff will be teaching special guests. You don't want to miss this. June 20th through the 24th, the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute right here in Tulsa. And you can get all your registration information online at drpaulaaprice.com. All right. We want to get to your call, so press that number one so we can go ahead and start with your calls in this last half hour of the broadcast. Prophet Ashley, back to you. All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia. We will be right back. I, I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you why you want to get this course. Yes, you want to know who you are. Yes, you want to know what God sent you to do. But it is not enough to know thyself. You need to know those that the Lord has assigned to work with you, to labor with you, to understand you, to hold up your hands, and to understand that they're not just volunteers helping out, but they are fixtures. They are affixed to your commission. They are your fixtures. They're your pillars, your founders, your ground. They're your communicators, your extenders, whatever you want to call them, and it's all of that. You need someone to fit all of those capacities. And so I want you to consider using my brand new teaching, building your commission team stage one, if you're an apostle or an apostolic minister, because it's all the same. But what distinguishes what this teaching does is not that we're telling people about their ministry. No, we're taking people who are already in ministry or who are predisposed to ministry and who are competent or show potential for competency. And we're telling them, you're assigned to not just help me preach the word or help me spread the word, you're assigned to help me establish something in the earth, build it from the ground up or fortify it, if it's already in existence, and expand it. 
You want a commission team is about perpetuity, not just performance. And that is what commission training is. So may I encourage you to go to my website and to click I want this commission team. You can go to ppmglobalresources.com and say, I didn't understand it. Now I know. And it's going to give you a blueprint. And then it's going to give you criteria, and it's going to give you standards, and it's going to give you protocols, but it's also going to give you some policies and procedures as well as practices. And all together, we come alongside you as you begin to identify those that God's called to help you do more than go on a mission. We want to help you identify those who are called to become fixtures of your apostleship commission, of your apostolic commission. Again, that's drpaulaprice.com or ppmglobalresources.com. A Tulsa author holds an open house to celebrate the opening of her new Christian university. Author of The Prophet's Dictionary, Dr. Paula Price has been spreading her message online for the past year and a half while pastoring her church in Bixby. She says the new Price University will be located near 41st and I-44 and is taking something that started online and now giving it a home. We're gelling it right now. So we have online courses. I also have a uh, a, a, a program where I set up prophetic institutions around the country. Find out your place in Price University by visiting www.priceuniversity.org or call us today to schedule a consultation at 877-419-1299. Price University. Learn today. Lead tomorrow. from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday, we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids. Hi, we are the Davises from the Apostles House at the Soul of Success Conference. And let me tell you, Apostle Price has been feeding us. My mind has been changed, renewed, uplifted. Things about my past, uh, things about money and wealth and how I have uh, responsibility. And I'm in charge of my own deliverance and my soul. We just enjoyed everything. What was one thing that stuck out to you? One thing that stuck out to me was when she was talking about the blood when Jesus went down into captivity and how the blood comes from the the the, our, the blood comes from the soul and how Jesus was transformed and renewed in order to um, go and retrieve his body and his body was resurrected that on top of everything else as far as as far as um, uh, having vision the way you think about money, the way you think of how everything in your life has set a pattern for how you deal with success and how you deal with money from a childhood up into your adult years. There were so many different points and how um, the kingdom's currency is souls. And we, she's just given us a new perspective on how to look at this thing called wealth and how it is not just cash, it's currency. It's how money is moved around and how you barter and whatnot. And all of us are born with it. 
I learned and I really got out of this 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 meeting this time I learned about the root of the issue how to get to the root of the issue and it's not just the surface things but it's the core what's in my heart uh, poverty is something that comes from my heart not because I'm broke in my pocket but because I'm broke in my soul so therefore uh, the scripture John 1 and 2 3 John 1 and 2 where the Lord wants me to prosper as my soul prospers so my heart has to change. The changes that we try to make when we make them on the outside, that's what's trying to do them. But when we allow God to make the changes in our hearts, then now we can prosper because our soul is prospering in him and all the terminologies. And she brought to life a lot of the scriptures and the religious eras that I grew up with, the things that I grew up with that were in era. Um, she brought truth to the era, which brings life to me. So the truth that she brought to those things that I questioned and I didn't understand, she brought them to life, and now I have truth. I understand what cash is. I understand currency. I understand that everything that I need to be wealthy, I was born with. It's inside of me. So now I'm adamant about bringing the wealth out of me, what God has placed in me to help secure his kingdom in the earth realm. All right, you just heard some feedback from um, Dr. Price's ministry when she was on the road a, a little while ago in Connecticut. And, uh, and so we're returning for the second portion of the Paula Price Show with the one and only Dr. Price, now the new host of Taking It On with Paula Price Television Show. Are you ready for some callers, Dr. Price? Are you there? Yes, I am ready right away. You know that mute button will humble you. And so push that button. I'm ready to get started now. Okay. Well, we have first up Gina from North Carolina. Gina's calling in today for prayer for herself as well as her son, who is a firefighter. Gina from North Carolina. Welcome Hello. to the Price Show. Thank you. How are you doing, Dr. Price? I'm great. How are you, Gina? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you loud and clear. How y'all doing? Thank you for taking my call. I enjoyed the show. There's so much revelation, I tell you. Uh, I, like when you uh, I like what you said about the definition of mystery. I'm like, oh, it's all right. It's a classification. Uh, it's not just only uh, something that's secretive. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I it was fun, wasn't it fun? So now, why are you worried about your son? Well, I, well, I'm not, well, I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. I just wanted prayer for him um, because he's been here visiting me where I'm at in North Carolina, and um, and he's going back next week to Utah, uh, and um, I, I just believe, I just believe there's just different. Opportunities will be opened up for him, and I just want him to, you know, be led by God making the right decisions. Okay, so now let me ask you this so I can focus my prayer better. Are you concerned about the opportunities, or are you referring to the opportunities for him to be better at his job and promote or for him to be uh, in another career? Uh, To promote. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. You know why I'm glad to hear that, Gina? Because mothers 
maternal prayers are important, but they can snarl up their children's destiny. And oftentimes when mothers are, I know that's not, I'm making a statement, but, um, you know, oftentimes I've seen mothers ask God to, well, I just don't want him to do that, or I don't want her to do this, and, and because, God, I'm scared something might happen to him, or, well, it just doesn't seem right, and you snarl up their destinies because that parental authority mm. locks into the person, that, that kid's uh, destiny. So um, mm. I'm glad to hear that you, your son is in 100% in this calling. To be very successful in that calling if he just gives it a little more effort and a little seriousness. And when I say seriousness, I don't mean the, the fire part, but I mean the career part. There are things that, that can be open for him. He can really step into them and, and really go high in that area, but he's got to take it seriously. And he's also got to really back down the opposition. So yes. that's what I'm going to pray. God, I thank you for Gina, and I thank you for her son. Lord, I thank you for him being 100% placed in where you need him to be right now at this point in his life and at this point in his career. I'm asking you to anoint him with strength and favor. He needs favor, supernatural favor, God, with the higher authorities and the higher officials in his region. He needs divine connections with mentors who can get him where you want him to go. <clears throat> Excuse me, and he needs you. To take over, to take over his life and to take over his career path. I bless you for doing it and covering him with the blood of the Lamb. God, I insulate him from every mishap. I insulate him from every accident and every kind of threat or trauma that could befall him. I insulate him from it in the course of his duties. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Doctor Price. I really do appreciate you, and congratulations on your television show. You're going to be worldwide global. <laughs> Thank you, and I accept it. I receive it. Yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Prophet? All right. I love it. We have next on the line Cecilia calling from Maryland. Excuse me. Cecilia needs prayer for her pastor, and her son, both requests pertaining to employment. Cecilia, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Thank you, Prophet Ashby. Hi, Dr. Price. How are you? I am great, Cecilia from Maryland. How are things going out there with you? It's going fine. It's going fine. I came home a little earlier because I was a little under the weather today. But other than that, I'm going fine. I'm doing fine. Excellent. So, are your is your pastor and your son the same person? No, ma'am. Well, last okay. year we we had to um, give up our church building because all the members had left. So now it's just me and my pastor and another member. We have um, praise and worship and Bible study in her home. But it's just that she's having such a hard time finding employment. Has she been out of the workplace for a while? Yes, she, for the last past four years, um, she was forced out of her last job because some employees got together and filed a false complaint against her, and they forced her out. Okay. So um, here's what I would say. Number one, I would love for her to take our assessment. 
Maybe that's something that you all can get together to do. Because okay. she needs answers. she needs answers deeper than what I can give you here. Um, yes, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that I will pray for God to give her favor, but she needs to probably, I don't know if she's what she's done so far, so I'm just giving information. Yes, ma'am. That is tradition. Um, she needs to get or go, sign up with a personnel agency that's going to test her skills and assets because, you know, in this fast-moving workplace, being out of work for two years could be a big deal. So she needs to do that to find out what her career strengths are or we need to find out if all she wants is a job. Um, because if she just wants a job, one thing, if she wants to find out how to have a career, which is where you're going to get your finances from, that's something else. Um, and I want you to encourage her, Cecilia, since she, you seem to have her heart, and I can hear your love for her and your concern, please encourage her to, to sign up for life advisement. She needs help with this whole thing. This is, I've been in her position. I'm telling you, she needs help with all of this. Yeah. Yeah, because so, me and the other member, we've been keeping her going and um, with the offering, are we trying to maintain her household for her? But she's that's a lot so dis- she's so discouraged right now. That's why I want you to tell her, sign up for life advisement. You know, one of you all might be able to do it. You put it on your credit card and um, – for her to get it because she needs help. One of the reasons why it's going to be difficult for her to get a job is her demeanor. She's depressed, she's wounded, and that, you, you, you know, you kind of radiate that when you go in different yeah. places because people want folks to be cheerful and enthusiastic and yeah. confident. But when you're taking a blow like what she's taking, oh, no, we mm-hmm. have to build, we'll build that from the ground up. So my encouragement yeah. for you is to get her to do, first of all, the life advisement. She needs yeah. to have somebody help her process through this. I don't care how many times people say it's just me and Jesus. Yeah, but you know, it's you and Jesus in the prayer closet, but it's you and Jesus' people and Jesus' public in the world. And when that public turns on you, it is a very agonizing thing, and you can get, I mean, walk away with so many wounds. So I definitely, yeah. I want you to do this. I want you to make it a priority for her that she gets a prophetic advisement. Um, after the show, you just go to drpaulaprice.com and then, you know, follow the instructions. My heart goes out to this woman right now. It really does. And I don't take lightly what she suffered. And I want you to know that I'm going to pray for her, but I'm also going to pray for you all to get some windfalls. You all need financial windfalls to take care of her right now. And people don't often pray for the people who stay behind. You kind of think they're the chumps, you know, they're the kiss-ups or whatever, but it doesn't cross people's mind that the folks who stay behind are the ones who knew their leader in ways the the people who fled did not. You understand her. So I'm asking God to walk miracles into your finances right now because you've committed to taking care of his wounded soldier. And so I'm, I'm asking him to walk finances in. Windfall. I'm talking about insurance benefits, IRS pay refunds. I'm talking about alimony payments. I'm talking about overdue debts that people have not paid you. And I'm talking about folks who just obey God for you to do this. I'm asking God to do this for you and for her and the other one that's supporting her. God, I'm asking you all need windfalls to take care of her so she has time to heal. I keep thinking about my members when I went through. And I could not, I mean, the story is so horrible, you don't even want to tell it. But my memory, 
I had enough sense to pray for them to have the windfall because I couldn't do anything. And they literally took care of me as if I was a, a, a child in arms. And I mean through prayer, through service, through feeding, through covering my needs. They, I mean, they not only comfort me, they covered yeah. me. And right now you are trying to cover her. And so God yeah. has released that to my prayer, and it's coming. Her, she is, I know everybody thinks she's out. She's not out. She's just going underground to get reformatted yeah. for what God wants to do. And so yes. I, I summon money into your life. I summon the spirit of money in your life. I summon it in your, mm-hmm. your the other member's life, and I summon it in her life because God wants you to know. You are, I mean, you know, cause people say that when you church, right? yeah, 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 she's gone. Yeah, 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 she's dead. I mean, my folks, the people, yeah. one time they just had a whole email party. And so, um, but I say this to you to say she's not done. Your labor is not in vain. Your seeds are not in vain. She's not done. God is not through with her. But you're gonna have to give her that. You know, we 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 talk about in um in our biblical psychology class about soul tears. She's got tons of them right now. And I'm looking at the moon and the stars and the sword piercings in her soul. And I want you to know, she's not done. I don't care what anybody tells you. You've heard this from me. She is not done. God is not done with her yet, and God is disgusted about how that happened. He is very disgusted. And those who participated in that, I promise you, their own houses are going to happen. They're going to feel what they about. Now, I'm telling you, God was disgusted. It's, it's a disgusting thing, and he is done with that. So she's not done. She's got a long way to go. She's got a nice long time to serve the Lord. Just give her that, and we want to put her on the thing. So you call, go again to my uh, my website, drpaulaaprice.com, mm-hmm. and, and key in uh, advisement, and you want a prophetic advisement for her. Okay, I'm writing it down, okay? All right. Because, I mean, these are the times that I love this show because when the devil thinks he's taken out – God's congregations, and he's taking out that pastor. I love it because I live that I know how to beat down that devil. That, she's not done. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I'm with her, and I'm going to get her whole, I'm going to get her healed, and I'm going to get her back on her feet and back in my service. And that's what's going to happen. And he's going to send the money in. He said, I'm going to funnel money to you and flood it into your lives because he wants them to know that that which they did, that they're blaming on him, was not him. It was the members. Mm. It's going to be exciting. I'm telling you. Shut up, old man. It's I put this thing back together by the Holy Ghost. I mm. picked up everything like Ezekiel's dry bones, and I put this thing back together better than it was, stronger than it was. Thank you, Lord. So you tell her that the Holy Spirit said, rest in my arms, I got this. And I'm going to pray for you because you cared enough to bring your pastor, bring help to your pastor when you knew she couldn't even reach out for it herself. I know how that is. I'm telling you, I knew that. And so Mm. that's my blessing on you, and I bless the new work. I'm, I'm issuing my apostolic blessing on the new work today. While it's yet underground, while it's yet the embryo being formed in the womb of her spirit, I bless it. She did not miss God. And I'm telling you, I want to say this to everybody's listening. You know, you all, 
you know, members don't know. They think they know. They're listening to Facebook and, and, and Facebook and, and, you know, and, and the Facebook of, of, of ministry destruction. And so they don't know. You have no idea what you're doing. You, do nev- you never wanted on your record in God that you were responsible for the demise of a righteous work. You never want it there. You, I promise you, because your home will go into all kinds of disarray. And I know some of you listening to me today will, will say, I know she's right. Your home will go in. You slap that leader, your firstborn mm. or your marriage, your relationship mm. is going to feel it. I'm telling you, if, I don't care who you are today, trust me on this word. It never goes well with those who tear up a church. It never does. Mm. And that stigma stays on their lives for a very long time unless they go to God and honestly, honestly admit their part in the matter, repent seriously, and make reparations. You all, if any of you all are listening to me today, if you tore down a work, you owe that minister reparations because you tore that minister and you tore that ministry, and you must make reparations. And nobody tells you that. So you say, well, I repented, and it's not different. Well, I repented, and God's still not listening. Reparations. In the Bible, you've got to bring a gift to he who you wounded. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you so much for Cecilia. I thank you for her pastor. I thank you for your love for this pastor and your growth for this pastor. But right now, I'm summoning her healing, you know, and I'm, I'm thank you, God, that your angels and your Holy Spirit are ministering to her, bringing her back together again, giving her fresh vision, new definition of vision. And, God, I thank you that those who participated in this come to their senses to escape the snare of the devil. Lord, and begin to take their part. Whether they come back or not is not the issue, but they take responsibility for what they did and be a part of her reparation and not her stagnation or devastation. And I thank you for doing it, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I don't have a whole lot of time, sweetie. I'm going to try to get me another call. Let me know how this turns out, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Be blessed. You're very welcome. God bless you. All right, Prophet, I think we can sneak another one in under the wire. Is that right? All right, let's do it. We have, okay, Yushanda. I hope I said that correctly. Yushanda from Texas. She, hello. <laughs> she's, she's calling in for prayer for her family. She's a mother of seven and also takes care of her sister who has Down syndrome. So, Yushanda, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Thank you, Prophet Ashley. Hello, Dr. Price. How are you? I am wonderful, but could you just tell me how to say your name? Yushanda. Yeah, W, I mean, Y-E? No, Y-U. Oh, okay, now I got it. I'm there, see? Yes. <laughs> got to get the names right. I hate messing up people's names. I think that's the, the greatest level of, you know, dismissal um, when you don't remember people's names. So I like to get it right. Tell me, now, what do you want me to pray for? Because we only have a few minutes. And I just, got to cover, just to cover my family and, and prayer okay. and that we just stay focused on what the Lord has dropped and dropped on us to do, just to stay focused and stay together and stay committed to him, to see this through to the very end, that we won't waver, we won't look to the left or right, or fight against each other while the Lord is making us. So just to stay focused as a family in him. Okay, so let me just say this to you. <laughs> you prayed your own prayer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You already covered your stuff. You already... <laughs> all I can say is, That's all I can say. But I will like to suggest this to you. 
I'm going to pray for God to do a, a, a special thing for you, and that is to give you a vacation. You need a good spa vacation. You need to go somewhere where they're going to pamper you for three days because you need I'm telling you, that's what you need more than anything else. Your soul is tired. You're weary. You cannot sleep right. You can't eat right. You can't balance yourself. You got the tremors and all of that kind of stuff. God says you are physically, this not your health, it's fatigue. God said you are 100% depleted emotionally, nutritionally, spiritually depleted. Because you have lived this whole kind of, I could do it, I can keep it together. You live in an, what I call an anxiety box, and this box is squeezing on you. So I'm asking God to work a miracle for you. Your children would be covered, your family would be covered, and that you would have that. You need, like, massages, baby. You need somebody to wrap stuff, and, and you need all of that. Because you're, you're, you've gotten to a point where you love your family and you love doing what you do, but you are resentful now. You're resentful because you can't get your own stuff taken care of. You're resentful because you can't. See, you need this, and you need a refreshing. And God says, when you get this time, it's going to be about, you need about five days, three days uh, that will be for the treatment, so you will need two days of sleep. And so get this treatment, and it will come because my word will not fail. When you get this treatment, God's going to revisit you, and he says he's going to tell you how he's going to take some of this off of you. Right now, you're not in the posture to hear. And he's going to give you peace, and he's going to give you help, and he's going to give you rest. That's what God says he wants to do for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm sending this word out on the spirit. And I'm asking, because she doesn't have the money, and I know it, and she needs a babysitter, so it's going to be a double thing. So, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm reaching, God, into your finances, your personal allocation for this woman, and I'm asking that you would release funds for her to have her five-day break without, her, without being a mom, just to be there, to be who you are, and to have a, a sitter. And, God, if there's a husband, let them be together. And, Lord, she needs this, and I'm asking that you – Tap into your own providers and your own benefactors for someone to send her what she needs to enjoy this time. Lord, and when the person you tap will know that this is more than her having some downtime. This is for her literal health right now. And I'm asking, and I thank you for letting it go and let it happen in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I put the spirit of expedition on it that is expedited in the name of the Holy Ghost, the Father, Son, and the Spirit of God. Let it be so. And I, I pronounce this apostolic prescription on you, this apostleship prescription for your life, that you may be made whole in, in Jesus' name. God bless you, my daughter. Thank you. You're so welcome. It'll come in, and when it comes in, don't mess with God. Use it for what he said, because a lot of times people do that. This is a serious word, and you need to use the money for what he said. I don't care if they turn out the lights. I don't care if you're going to have to sleep in your car, because you have to trust God that he knows how to keep you well and in this planet. Yes, ma'am. All right. God bless you. Let us know where you end up. Yes, ma'am. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, Prophet, did I do it? I came in under the wire, right? You did and you did. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. but the wire is up. So, hey, thank you all for listening to me. Look out for 
uh, the YouTube posting of my show, Taking It On with Paula Price. Today's show you know was meaty. You know it was very uh, nurturing, edifying, but it's also very instructive and corrective. Send it around. I need you to send it around the world. I want you to send it around and send it around until, it, I, mean, I mean, thousands of times, not just once or twice. Keep sending it. Keep sending it. Keep sending it because this word is what God needs the body to hear to be made whole. There are a lot of pastors right now suffering disease and suffering sicknesses and suffering traumas and suffering, you know, uh, setbacks and bankruptcy because of this particular truth being absent in their lives so that they can get back in their place and begin to be back in the service that God brought them into. So you need to send this around. And lastly, before I go, I need you to, to sow into taking it all with Paula Price. Just go to my website, drpaulaprice.com, hit uh, count me in, and, and let me know that you're there for me. I, I, I want us to do this together, and I promise you, you may not realize it today, but within the next 10 weeks, you're going to realize your seed was in the best ground going. So give God a praise. Have a great afternoon. Tune in Sunday for Scripture Organic, Culturally Modified Christianity. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Sow a Seed. Donate today.